Are we really interested in the same thing? I wonder. Love? That's right. $10 everybody happy friday or at least it's friday um when i'm recording this and when it'll be released i don't know what day it is actually when you're listening to this i don't know if anyone's listening to this i could just be talking out into the open void i'm not even here anymore this is just a a recording of who i am i might be long gone this sounds eerie i'm sorry how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I got a kimono this week. Thank you, Carafine Shady. Really got my ass done up with this thing. Uh, today on the podcast, we have uh, your favorite bestie, Ryan Sands. Sands, you know, S-A-N-S. Not like sa- not like multiple Sands, but Sands. It's short for some Italian name, like San Severo, San Severno. Sansevero, I think, is what he said. Sansevero sounds made up. I mean, San- all names are made up, if really. But yeah, Sansevero. It's a cool name. I don't know why he doesn't rock that. Sansevero. It's a good one. Sounds like a, you know, like a powerful man. Like, I don't know, maybe a dictator. Something like that. Ryan has been one of my favorite people to meet. Uh, since coming to Nashville mostly because he can just take charge of a conversation and fucking run with it and uh he's an he's an interesting guy he's mostly I just met him through uh work and internet shit posting but uh he's also a playwright and he does music and he uh, spent some time in Manhattan and he's he's done a good bit um I'm excited to see what he gets into down here I wish we kind of would have gotten to get a little bit more into like his playwriting and stuff, but Ryan's just too fun to just like talk to. <laughs> like he he could talk about anything and it's funny. Um, I enjoyed this episode. I was an alien for the first half of it because I busted out some fucking mad scientist weed, and yeah, I didn't know who I was or where I was for like the first probably thirty minutes of the episode. <laughs> Ryan did great. He held in there. Uh, that first half, though, there's just a point where Ryan's telling me this story, and it's a great story. And the thing is, is when you're looking back, like I look back on all the episodes to just take notes and kind of rejog my memory. And you, you'd be surprised with just how much you miss on that first go around, especially when you're both uh, fucking barbecued. But he's telling me this story. And when I'm editing the podcast, I'm listening to it and I'm, it's a great story. And at the end of it, <laughs> I just kind of let out this sigh. <laughs> I could not sound any more fucking disinterested in his story. And I promise it was not that. I promise it was not that. I mean, as the episode goes on, I come back to life and I'm okay. But I was just 
like I said, I don't know who or where the hell I was for a good, like, 20 to 30 minutes of this episode. Uh, but Ryan was great all the way through. He shined like a like a little star, as he always does. Uh, but, yeah, we just shot the shit. He told us about Catholic school and uh, growing up in Long Island. Told us about his band, Apocalypse, which is a great fucking name. Uh, talk about joke punk and sleeping in your bed uh, like a lonely person. Great conversation. Really good time. I want to get him on here again for sure. He can be a regular. Ryan's uh, easy to talk to, and he's a very silly, funny boy. So we'll definitely have him on again. Um, he's releasing some new music soon with his band, and he's going to be getting busy. So uh, follow him on Instagram. What is it? It's Ryan at Ryan fucking Sands. Yeah, that's what it is. At Ryan fucking Sands. S-A-N-S. Not like, not Sans, Sans. Um, and not Sansevero. Not Ryan fucking Sansevero. Ryan fucking Sans. That's the name. But, yeah, good chat, good talk. Uh, I had to get rid of my really obtuse, obnoxious intro. Because uh, I thought I was a sly motherfucker and thought I was getting away with using all this music that isn't mine. Uh, but no, that's actually not the case. I'm getting emails <laughs> for episodes from like a year ago that are now being taken down. <laughs> ah, it's so stupid. Copyright infringement should be legal. It should be. At this point, you know, I get it when, like, I don't know. Like, if someone takes my face, I genuinely believe that art is not yours once you've let it out into the world. It is no longer yours. It is now the world's to judge and to interpret and for them to make of it what they want and to really do with it what they want. That's what I believe now because everything's so accessible because you can copy images because you can it's like there's just no way it, it there's no way we don't all share it. You know, content, art, etc. Before it was different, like when you had hard record sales or there was like original paintings and it's like that that shit's kind of gone, whether you like it or not. Like you could say it's for better or for worse. Whether it's for better or for worse, it's fucking gone. Uh, it's not how things are anymore. But if someone takes my fucking face and puts it on a shirt and sells it, should I get money for that shirt? Some people are going to say yes. Like You just should. Like It's a no-brainer. I, I don't know. I think it's a little more complicated. Like If someone uses my music for something, like a video, like it's a loaded question. Like Should I be paid? Like, I don't know, like, how much of the song did you use? Like, how integral to the piece of work that you made was the song? You know, and like, some people are like, that doesn't matter. Fuck you, pay me. But I don't know. Things are nuanced. Things are complicated. Um, that being said, uh, I don't want all my podcast episodes being taken down. So, <laughs> I'm going to work on just, I have, I have the resources. I should just make my own intro. But it's too fun, like cutting up, you know, samples of music I really like and slapping it together. I don't know. I'll pay Tony Bennett. What does he want? I'll write the check. Or it's not even Tony Bennett. It was uh, Columbia. Columbia Records was the one. They were the ones like, hey, fucker, take off the song or we take down the pod. 
and uh, they took down the pod because <laughs> so I only had 48 hours and I had better things to do than just go through and edit my fucking intro on an episode from a year ago. Like record this episode with Ryan. That's what I was doing. Um. All right. Yeah, that that's pretty much all there is with me. Yeah, the kimono, me talking to Ryan, uh, Ryan being a good guy, uh, copyright infringement should be legal. Yeah, that, that pretty much covers all my bases. Like, unless you're ripping off someone's work line for line and then saying, this is mine and selling it. Yeah, that's not right. That's wrong. That is very wrong. But like, if you're using an image or a sample, I don't know. It's... Ah, like, you kind of help, sort of, I guess. But, like, they took your sample and did with it what they wanted. So, in my opinion, they did their own thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's just how I feel about the matter at this point. Like I said, it was it was different when everything wasn't digitalized. It's just now, I don't know. We need a better way of doing things. Um, I don't have any answers. I just have all the complaints. <laughs> okay, guys, that, that's it. We're, we're going to get the episode started. Uh, thank you for listening. And, uh, you'll, you'll like this episode. Ryan, Ryan's really fun. And like I said, we're definitely going to have him back on and we just shot the shit. Get to, get to know, uh, get to know your new friend, uh, Ryan fucking Sands. Episode 23. Hi, Bestie, with Ryan Sands, starting now. Ryan fucking Sands. That's the... Sands. Passing the joint. That's the... Sands, like... S A N S, right? Not like Sans. It's it's short for Sansevero, um, but it also Sans, you know, without. Sansevero is your actual last yeah, name. Yeah, that sounds way cooler than Sans. Think so? I think so. so. I don't know. It it came about um, playing sports actually. Um, people like started calling me like lacrosse and football and shit. They'd just be like, I can curse on this, right? Yeah, cool. you could say literally. Sick. You fuck, could fuck, you could fuck. say whatever you want. Like, and when we're done, if you if there's anything like I really shouldn't have said that, but like cool. I will not okay. be the guy to go back gotcha. and edit. Heard, I'm a big heard, Ryan. Heard. Could say whatever he wants. Um, yeah, I mean, it came about from like playing sports. People were just like Sands, like on Long Island, and then like if I hear someone. A couple years ago, I was at a party, um, in like Upper Manhattan, like at Columbia University. I heard this dude go, Sands, and I just knew it was someone from my hometown, from Huntington. Um, and I looked up, and it was. It was someone who went to Columbia who, like, I went to middle school with. Um, but, yeah, no, I just started using it, like, as time went on, and I was, like, writing and acting and doing stuff in college. I just started using that as my name, because mostly because everyone would just mispronounce it. Um but yeah, just kind of stuck. You said Columbia, Columbia, Tennessee. Columbia University. University. Yeah, Where Island. are you from originally? Long Island. Oh yeah. shit! Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was born in Manhattan, but like, 
we moved back to Long Island when I was like one. Um, How long were you there? Long Island. Um, I moved out when I was 17 and I moved to North Carolina to go to boarding school. Um, So, you know, everything up until seven, like right, it was 17, like going on 18, I moved out. Um, So my whole life was there until then. Jesus. Okay. And then after school is when you finally got down here. Um, Yeah. So the timeline is like, I grew up on Long Island. I went to a Catholic school there for high school. I fucking hated it. Catholic school? Catholic school. Can we break that open? <laughs> yeah. Did you get sure. smacked by a lot of rulers? No. Oh, it doesn't happen? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I got I got called a bunch of, like, bad names and shit. And there was, like, the, the popular kids there were, like, the Trumpies at this school. So, you know, it was, it was just not the place for me to be. Um Lots of yelling, but they were done with the hitting by by those days. Ah, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's been rolled out. Child abuse in schools. Definitely, no like, okay. had some nuns working there, though, at that time who, like, did hit back in the day. Like, they probably hit, like, my parent, my uh, friend's parents who, like, went to the school and shit, like, in the 70s and stuff. Like, I heard that's real shit, dude. Like, is. back it in totally the day, is. nuns used yeah. to just beat the fuck, fuck out of kids. smack you. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but, yeah, I, like, left the Catholic school. Um and I went to a boarding school in North Carolina, like a, a drama boarding school for senior year. Um, before that, I moved to Boston for the summer. So, like, I did, like, a summer program at a university, and then I moved down to North Carolina, and I was there for a year. And then I moved back to New York for college, and then I was, like, in between, like, Manhattan and Brooklyn for the last four or five years. And then I moved here in 2020. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Here is Nashville. We're in Nashville. We are in Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. We're actually in the void. And we're in the void. Yeah. <laughs> we're not in Nashville. Um, that must have been fun. That four or five year stint you spent in uh, Manhattan. <laughs> I've always really like the idea of I, I I've never visited okay. Manhattan, okay. but the idea of living there has always been like very romantic. Yeah. And in my head since <laughs> I was like like since the concept of Gotham City was put into my head. Yeah. Like, so, like, five, six. I was yeah, like, New I York's mean, that happens there. Batman's, like, running around. Um, How was it out there? Did the city take it to you? Good times, bad times, laughs, cries? Yeah, uh, a lot of all of the above. Um, yeah, I mean, so, like, it was... I didn't want to go there for college. I wanted to go to college in Boston because for my whole life, I imagined that, oh, I would go to college, and then I would move to New York City. Yeah. Um, it was kind of just, like, always how I viewed things from as far back as I could remember. Um, and then I ended up going to college there, but I didn't want to. Like, I really pushed that off. I didn't want to. And then, like, it was the choice that made sense at the time. Um but yeah, I mean, I I love New York. I loved New York. Um, I still love it, but it's it's not the place for me anymore. And also, like, it did a fucking number on me. Like, there's, I love it there, but I was always broke. I didn't have yeah. my shit together. There's fucking always some drama going on. Like, there, I lost so many friends to like drugs and just like bad shit happening. My roommate passed away. 
of a suicide, like, right before, like, the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the end of it and, like, just years of that kind of shit happening and going down and then in addition to being broke and, like, to trying to be a fucking playwright, which already makes no money and then a pandemic occurs and, like, everything you do is shut down, I was like, all right, so, like, I, I don't – why the fuck am I living yeah. in Brooklyn? I, there's no reason for me to be here like, yeah. on a practical level. Um, so I, I loved it. I still love it. I go back, like, I'm going back, like, once a month this year. Like, I'm going there next week. Um, but I moved here with the intention of moving right back there, and I kind of fell in love with it down here, and I live a better quality of life yep. than I've literally ever lived. So I don't think I'm going to move back. Yeah. You could, I mean, the good news is it's, like, it's only a two-hour flight. Two-hour flight. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I mean, we're both in the restaurant industry. That's how we know each other. But I, you know, we, I am not like a rich person, but I make enough money to like be able to afford flights if I book them like two months in advance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially to New York from here. Yeah. It's fucking like doable. Um, and I don't have to pay for hotels. So like, I'm just kind of popping in and out all the time. It's great. That, yeah, that's wonderful. That's a. That's a good hookup to have out there. Absolutely. Um, as Nashville, you know, falling in love with Nashville yeah. and what you're saying, I feel like that's why everyone here has been so cool. Because I moved here in 2020, also yeah. the summer of. And where did you move here from? California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And same, I felt Southern um, California. Right? Yeah, I was Outside in of LA. Uh, I was in San Diego. Okay. Okay. Um, and I felt exactly the way you felt in terms of it not feeling practical being where I was being because at the time all I wanted to do was just. Like I had finally gotten a band together and all we wanted to do was just like play. Yeah. All we wanted to do is record something and play. Yeah. So we were tracking and playing quite a bit. And just as like shows were starting to kind of like pick up speed and like mm, we were starting to hit like a, COVID. a good group. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Our last show was, I think like mid February of 19 and then yeah. like three weeks later. Boom. It was like a week yeah, before man. a show. It's fucking disheartening. Like I was I was supposed to have a whole acting showcase too. Like we like I still didn't have a college graduation because of that shit. Like there's supposed to be this like fucking college graduation. We were supposed to have it at Radio City Music Hall and instead yeah, yeah. we had it on Zoom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bro. The fact that they were even doing it. They didn't even shit. do a good job at oh it. Like it was God. a shitty fucking ceremony. <laughs> Pace University, if you hear this, you did a fucking bad job on 2020 yeah. graduation. Eat dicks, Pace. And <laughs> and uh go setters. Um <laughs> but Fucking, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it's disheartening the amount of things. Like, I was, it just canceled so many fucking plans. Um, but, like, we were we were supposed to have so many performances and shit, and, like, we're gearing up for it for four years, and then it was just gone. Fuck, so it's, I know how you dude. feel. <laughs> fuck, man, fuck. Yeah, and it was, we couldn't play anymore. That's what happened. Like, we just yeah. couldn't play. Could and practice? We kept practicing, um, but at a point, it's just, okay, well, what are we going to do? Like, keep practicing for a year? Like, I love playing. It's not that I don't just love playing. It was just like we had these plans and goals. Were you all recording, or were you not at that? We were demoing. Okay. We were demoing. We wanted to demo something, and then 
uh, send it to someone. Yeah. Or I should say our drummer wanted to. Yeah. I didn't really care to do that. Mm. But but you really wanted to play live shows. I wanted to play a lot of live shows. And yeah. I wanted to like play out. Like I wanted to go to LA, San Fran. Mm. And like I want to start doing that kind of Tour thing. Tour a little bit. Like yeah. Mini California tours. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you get the idea. Yeah. Or like West Coast stuff where like maybe we hit like San Fran, Vegas, yeah. and like Phoenix. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now mm-hmm. with like my band. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't do like a big tour, but like I'd do like, you know, Knoxville and Chattanooga. Be fun. And, yeah, yeah. Atlanta. Tennessee tour. Asheville, Louisville, like close cities. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of a thing I do love about it out here is I feel like you're close to a lot of close uh, to a lot. Yeah, maybe back in Memphis California is I was three too, hours but away. Well, yeah, but California's huge. Maybe because that too, it takes like I feel like here you can get like, to more Los cities Angeles in less time. and San Francisco might as well be in fucking different countries for as far as I'm yeah. concerned. You know? No, no, exactly. Like, yeah, like fucking like. Los Angeles and San Francisco are just as accessible to each other, like, by drive as, like, Nashville and Detroit, you know, which are not very close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Detroit's, uh, how, Detroit's like, Detroit's a like an eight-hour drive. Eight hour drive. Jesus. My mom's from outside of Detroit, and I was going to drive there once, but I, I didn't. I flew. Um, I feel like everyone out here has the same kind of attitude you have about it. Like, you fell in love with it here. Mm-hmm. And same thing, like you're kind of looking for a better quality of life and found it. And I think that's yeah. why everyone I've been meeting has been so cool here. That's the thing, though. That's it, was what it, like, is. it was a surprise to find it, though, because I yeah. wasn't, I guess I was, I was, I was looking for that when you get down to it, but I was more like escaping my situation in New yeah. York. And like, I was like, I would have gone anywhere like but nashville was like the move because my best friend one of my best friends from college she who's now my roommate um she we went to different schools um but like we're best friends from like sophomore year on Mm. um she's from here she like grew up in bellevue and was like in a long distance relationship here um is a musician always planned didn't really like new york always wanted to move back and like be in the scene here um and she like announced she was moving to nashville and then i was like all right like once it became clear that covid was gonna like last a while Mm -hmm. i was like all right i'm not fucking staying here Mm -hmm. i gotta go somewhere and like nashville was the place that i called her and was like hey (laughs) can i move in with you in nashville yeah that's good i was gonna ask you yeah i i had no money at the time um I was living in Brooklyn. I had like a bunch of jobs, but I was also a full-time student and I, the pandemic had like for me, like the pandemic really started for me when my like roommate passed away (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I also had like a bad breakup around that time that like really did me in. Um, And then there was like a couple of months of just like trying to get on my feet and then like, boom, like the whole world shuts down complete chaos no one knows what the fuck is going on and i'm like in brooklyn and we still had to pay rent so i ran like completely out of money i mean like no money in the bank no dollars at all no dollars no sense like just fucking like problem bad yeah and i like we had to pay rent like my company like uh my leasing company or whatever the fuck it was my management company didn't they were like yeah i called them i was like hey like so I lost my job. Oh, yeah, that happened. So, like, the pandemic happened, 
and I was about to be trained as a server in New York. I was bussing tables, um, but I'd never served, and they were going to start to train me for that. And then three days later, I got laid off. Um, so I was like, all right, I have no job. I'm completely out of money. COVID's getting really bad. This shit's scary. I thought that I had had it too, which mm-hmm. I think I did before testing was available. Um, one of many times. Uh, but I was like, all right, fucking last resort. I have to go to my like parents' house on Long Island. And I lived there for two months while I was awaiting unemployment because they didn't get to me for two months. The system was so backed up in yeah. New York. It was just fucked. Um, <laughs> so I just like moved back home. And I, I like I said before, I, I left when I was 17. So that was just really jarring and you hadn't been back since? I mean, I'd been physically back, but I hadn't lived with my parents uh, or my family since that age. And suddenly, six years. everyone's in the house together, and my brother's in college, and I'm finishing my last semester of college, and both my sisters are in high school, and my parents are, like, both working from home. And it was just fucking terrible. I mean, I love my family, but, like, that is... I don't want to live with them. And, like, that wasn't the move and it hadn't and i also i was acting like an idiot like i was just like smoking weed in my parents garage all the time like <laughs> like everyone in college like what's wrong with that professors like well <laughs> yeah i mean it probably doesn't feel good I, though, there were some like, good times i just felt like a loser you yeah, know? yeah that's what i was gonna <laughs> living, say it doesn't feel living good in my high school bedroom smoking stealing, weed in the garage stealing my parents bud lights to like <laughs> get drunk during the pandemic like a fucking idiot like I had no friends in my hometown. Like I was like sneaking back with like my next door neighbor, like old best friend from when really? we were younger. Like we we were hanging out, and we're homies still. But like he's a he's like a a frat boy. I love you, Brady. He's like a fratty boy, and I'm me. And he like, like <laughs> no, I, I, he's I'm like me. an engineer, and like I saw I you pull up in that truck. Don't even know what engineering is. Yeah, I do have it. I do have a truck. And I was like, I forgot that Ryan it's drives that truck, and it is so not Ryan. Yeah, I love it though. Um, that's I, that's probably the most Nashville thing about me, I guess. Is it's a nice truck. It is. Um, Fucking, what were we talking about, though? Um, Good. Okay, I got you at a stopping uh, point. All right. I was going to ask, um, you had you have one sibling? Just a brother? I have three. Three? All brothers? Yeah. Uh, one brother, two sisters. One bro, two sissies. Yeah, okay. and they were all, we were all in the house. Are you the oldest or youngest? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest? Yeah. Hell yeah. High five. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the oldest, I'm too. I'm the oldest. Do you feel like you can do no wrong, either? No, I feel like I'm the only one who can do wrong. Really? Yeah. I feel like... I feel like for sure uh, they were so hard on me and they're so easy on my sisters. I wasn't allowed to do uh, shit. I, get what I you're also saying, rebelled yeah. against everything though. Like I was definitely the most difficult child and like uh, I was the one who See, was, that was like, my younger sister. Getting in trouble in middle school and high school and like I was like get I like in middle school getting calls home from the teachers and then like in high school like being drunk. <laughs> like, yeah, you sound like you're a naughty boy in I high was, school. I was, like, not good. Um, in high school? Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, I mean, I wasn't, like, bad, bad. Like, when did I you still... start partying? Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, partying? Like, I mean, Like, high I guess school. drinking. High school. And, yeah, but when? Do you remember, like, your first party, for instance? My first, like, party? Yeah. Or the first time yeah, you got wait, wait, drunk. Wait. Okay, yeah, something. no. In a party setting. Well, I got drunk pre- I got drunk too early. Um 
But what's too early? Like young, like thirteen. Like it's a good age. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> and I smoked weed around that age too. But that's a fine age. Fucking, what are you talking about? Like I remember we were in eighth grade, and <laughs> dude, did you? I had was a Twitter account, and there was this party. My friend Eileen had a party, and it was like all of the kids that we grew up with, and. I stole a bunch of Grey Goose from my parents and coordinated with a couple other kids. They stole some beer and shit too, but I stole some Grey Goose from my parents and like put it in an an orange juice bottle. So like made little fucking Tropicana screwdrivers or some shit. And then I tweeted that we drank at that party and some other eighth graders left his Twitter account open on his fucking desktop computer at his parents' house. So his mom goes on the computer just to, like, send an email or something and scrolls through and sees little Ryan Sands' like, post about how he's getting drunk at, like, Eileen's house. (laughs) And calls everybody's parents. And I got in so much trouble. I was so grounded. Man. Um... But, you know, like, nothing crazy. Like, I partied in high school, but we just, like, you know, drank and smoked weed. And stuff. Nothing ever absurd. There were, I mean, at my high school, there were drugs. Crazy I just didn't do on. drugs. Like, they, I had an Adderall prescription, but, like, they, like, there were at St. Anthony's, this, this high school I went to on Long Island, it's the kind of school where you get detention for, like, not wearing a belt or, like, not having Why? your because it's just dress code oh okay. the uniform like it, you couldn't it. have a piercing like yeah. you couldn't you could have like earrings but that was it. if you were a girl you could have earrings mm-hmm. um but like you would just it, it's you would get in big trouble for like a very minor dr- like dress code violation but then kids are literally in the bathroom in between classes doing lines of coke on the toilet paper holders and like there would you would walk in there to take a shit or something and there would be like white residue on like catholic school is crazy (laughs) catholic school is fucking wild huh um i want i want to i don't know if i want to go more into your uh catholic school experience or your eighth grade year because my eighth grade year was eighth grade my eighth grade year was fucking crazy. Was eighth grade wild? Like, I feel yeah, like... Yeah, I didn't like eighth grade. No? Mm. I mean, I had fun and stuff, but, like... Yeah, I didn't like eighth grade. I remember loving seventh grade and hating eighth grade. I got in a lot of... That's when I was getting in, like, the most trouble I've ever really gotten in, though. Like, I fucked around in high school, too, but I was also, like, on the honor roll a good amount and, like, fucking, like, involved with clubs and shit. Eighth grade, like... I was directionless, like, outside of Burger King, like, trying to skateboard and, like, falling and doing a bad job at skateboarding and, like, smoking weed behind Burger King. And that's the year I, like, quit sports and, like, I wasn't very, like, passionate about acting yet at that point or anything. Um, And, like, my friend group, like, decided that they were kind of all too cool and, like, into lacrosse and, like, being an asshole. Um. <laughs>
We're back. We're back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if that's the... Uh, well, we'll find out. We'll find out in uh, okay. post. We'll figure it out. I mean, but yeah, that was... This fucking... What that noise was about? bugging the shit out of me. Um, dude, that one-hitter, that thing's cool. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Ryan brought this cool little... Uh, I love one-hitters. One-hitter, yeah. They're good like for cigarette. shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, Pack that bitch up. Yeah, pass her over. I love it. Um... We were talking. We were talking about two things. We were talking about like eighth grade, and then we were talking and about school. and Catholic school. I guess we were talking about a lot of things. Was Catholic school was any? Oh well, I wanted to. <laughs> I want to go back to the Adderall prescription. Um, but w- was there anything about Catholic school that was crazy outrageous, or was it a pretty like normal experience? I mean, no, it was weird. Yeah, because <laughs> I was gonna say I grew up. Uh, but I, I mean, religious, I, and it was odd. Yeah, my childhood was weird. Yeah, I mean, so like I was actually really Catholic at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, a sincere, like faithful Catholic, but I kind of, it's, I mean, it was informed by school, but I kind of always viewed it as this like separate thing to school. Like there were times when I was in Catholic school and like considering myself an atheist at the beginning of it. Um, I, like, like there were some religious people there, but most of the people there just happened to go to Catholic school. They weren't like super Catholic or anything. Like maybe their parents were, but like it wasn't like, they were like most of the like most of the people around were like doing like they were fucking around like they're not like yeah not, super not religious. practicing necessarily yeah. yeah um but uh yeah no i mean it's a weird place and also like the catholic church is a weird institution um but specifically like a long island catholic school i mean there's a lot of wealth like a lot of rich kids. Like I went to high school with some girls who got Porsches for their 16th birthday. Jesus Christ. Like the first time I ever got offered cocaine, not like I didn't do it, but like I was 16 at a sweet girl's sweet 16 party. And my parents were next door dining at like the fine dining. And like the kid who was handing out Coke to everybody had a commitment to play lacrosse for an Ivy League institution and is from, like, a very wealthy part of town. So, like, there's a lot of shit like that, just observing things. And then, like, I don't know, Long Island is a weird place. Like, But it, it was overall very jockey, very lacrosse-heavy, very sports-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the cool kid... Like, it was cool to be an asshole there, but also, like... Being woke was not cool yet in 2014 in Catholic school on Long Island. Like, kids were openly racist and homophobic, and that was what was perceived as, like, that the popular kids are now Trump supporters, like, from that school. Yeah, Long Island, from what I hear, is pretty um, it's like conservative. Kind of spl- yeah, it's conservative-leaning, like... Yeah, it's we're split, talking, though, like, really? Well, so it's like... Long Island as a whole, I would say, is, and don't, this might not be accurate, but my perception of it has always been like 60% Republican, 40% Democratic. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I mean, most of the Democrats on Long Island, I would, from my current political standards, like I would probably consider them to be conservative, like conservative Democrats, or like at least neoliberals. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. I mean, a the lot whole... of, like, I didn't meet people on the far, far left until yeah. I was, I mean, when I went to boarding school in North Carolina, but, like, mostly college and, like, living in the city. 
Um, yeah. I'm from a conservative background, um, for sure. Yeah, that's what I've always heard about Long Island, which is interesting because then you have Manhattan, which is super, 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 super liberal. Yeah, it's weird. And like moving from interesting. Uh, New York to North Carolina was weird for me because I moved from a liberal state to a conservative state. But my like I moved from a conservative background, conservative environment in a liberal state to a very liberal environment in a conservative state. Because I went to art school in the yeah. South. Got it. So it was like mostly people on the left there. Do you enjoy living in a conservative area more or a more liberal area? And I guess like that's a loaded question because I don't uh-huh. mean it. I don't mean it necessarily in the traditional sense. Like, I don't know. I don't really like the whole kind of liberal conservative binary because whenever you talk to people, you find out their views are often very, very dif- um Often varied and yeah, there's a lot of gray. Yeah, things are multifaceted. Our sure. game that we play politically <laughs> is very binary, so it kind of forces people into this weird, weird. Um, I also can't I don't consider game. myself to be a liberal, and that's probably because I I kind of hate liberals just as much. Yeah, I, I don't like I I don't like politicians. I <laughs> don't like politicians, but like I I do consider myself to be a leftist. I don't consider myself to be a liberal or a conservative by any means. You can take um, like a. I took one. I forget what it's. A, it's. I'm very a far on the like. I'm a political something, but it tells you like where you fall. I would in this consider grid. myself as a, a democratic socialist. Democratic socialist. Got it. So like, I'm about as left as like fucking like. I voted for Bernie Sanders, and I was very happy to vote for Bernie Sanders, and I. He's a Bernie's like a socialist Democrat though, right? He's a democratic socialist too. He's a he's like I mean he's he's a capitalist enough to still be yeah. a millionaire, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's a socialist I, enough I to want to like I want health care for everyone, and I I want a lot of social programs and things like yeah. that, and I want some socialized stuff going on, but I mm-hmm. also am, I'm not a Marxist. Um, uh, okay, yeah. I, like, still want... I want to, like... I'm also anti, like, big corporations a lot of the time. Like, I fucking hate that. I hate the state. I hate the I hate the man, man. But, like, yeah. I also still think people should be able to own and operate businesses and, like... Yeah. Like, own restaurants or own film production companies or do whatever, like, own a store and, like... Um, yeah, see, that's what I mean. You talk to people on their I do, are pretty... Yeah pretty broad like yeah because i think like i have some pretty conservative views but i also Do you have consider some pretty nashville views. to be like a a liberal area um I, not in comparison to not like new york definitely not like new york but i do feel and i don't i wouldn't say like as much as even san diego like the closer mm-hmm. to the water you get in san diego mm-hmm. definitely the more the closer to the water you get in California, typically the more conservative or um, liberal you're getting. Yeah. Um, the more inland you go, the more conservative. But San Diego as a whole, like the county, is pretty conservative. Um, I Nashville. would say, like, I do like, because the original question was, do I like living in a more liberal or conservative area? I consider Nashville to have enough people who are not on not right wing 
to like be a liberal area, but I also I don't go outside of Nashville and Tennessee very often. And I know mm. that when you do, like I've driven through those towns, yeah. like I know it's Trump land and in a very different way than it even is on Long Island. Um But I mean, yeah, no, generally I don't really get along I don't have lots of conservative friends anymore. Got it. Not anymore. I maybe have like two. And it also kind of comes with the territory, though, of like how, like in the circles you already operate in. Because most of my friends do tend to be, um, like pretty liberal and pretty like left. Yeah, I don't run into. But I do have people. some conservative friends. But it's because yeah, like I have majority family and like yeah. old old friends. But I don't think like I knew a couple of conservatives in college. I was not friends with them. <laughs> but see, the, then again, like, we go back to the thing, like, what does conservative even mean? Because, like, with me, like I said, I have some, like, pretty liberal views and also some conservative. Like, I think drugs, like, all across, drugs, prostitution, like, all across the board. That should, yeah. should be legalized. Yeah. Um, I'd even go as far to say is that, like, prostitution even being, like, government sanctioned. Like, mm. a place like Singapore kind of does. Yeah, yeah, Um, But at the very least, like, making it legal I mean, it sounds, and legit. Yeah. But also, I think, like, everyone should be allowed to own a gun. Yeah. Like, or I not mean, everyone, sorry. <laughs> I feel like, I think people who are, you know, sane and of right mind and obviously don't have. I don't think what you're saying like, is necessarily conservative, though. I mean, owning sounds, a gun? That yeah. That sounds very libertarian of you. Yeah, I'm, I um, would, I'm definitely kind of. But also, like, I'm very far on the left, and I also think not only should you be allowed to own a gun, I think leftists should arm themselves because we saw what happened with the fucking. I mean, I I don't think that anything is really better now that Joe, Sleepy Joe Biden is president, <laughs> but I Joe's, did think there Joe was going to be so a old. civil fucking war at one point, and I, when I, don't know if when I was in nervous man. about white supremacists storming the streets, I wanted to get a gun. I wanted to, like, I, if that, like, the insurrection made me want to get a gun. I don't have one. I don't really want one. But when those things were happening, I was of the opinion That's what that I mean. not only should leftists be allowed to get guns, or not only should Amer like Americans. American citizens be allowed to get guns, yeah, but, but they should. <laughs> yeah, and do you know what though? For me personally, I don't even. It's not even because of other people. Like that is one reason, like to protect yourself against like other citizens. But honestly, I'm just afraid of the fucking government. Like if you look through history, like a common uh, trend that f uh, prior to like any tyranny kind of rising mm -hmm. or really taking hold, one of the first things to go is guns. Yeah, I mean that's it's, why it's. Scary Even when they in talk the constitution. That's why it's in the yeah, Bill of Rights. Yeah. Like, the fucking um, whole reason is to defend against an oppressive government. Dude, it's so nuts to think about our founders. They were like pot smoking anarchists <laughs> who were just like. They smoked pot? Huh? Did they smoke pot? Absolutely. Hemp was like a big oh, part shit. of uh, like, uh, like the setting up of mm. America. Like Washington grew hemp. Andrew Jackson was a big old pothead. I know that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a big old. I wonder why he was so mad then. Who? Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Dude, <laughs> Andrew Jackson was crazy. Yeah, he was fucking terrible. Someone told <laughs> me the yeah, because everyone will everyone remembers the trail of tears <laughs> yeah. um, about him. But one of my friends told <laughs> Sorry, me the story. First time smoking weed. Yeah, I remember my first joint. It's all good. One of my friends told me this crazy story about Andrew Jackson. 
which was apparently some guy was like talking shit about his wife and Andrew Jackson was like, fuck you, we're dueling. Okay, because back in the day, that's what you did. Like, yeah. that's how you squabbled. <laughs> You're like, we're dueling. <laughs> you shot guns at each other, yeah, which is yeah, nuts. Yeah, bro, I've seen Hamilton. But also, like, shout out <laughs> shout out to Jackson for being like, yo, this is my wife. You're not talking about my wife. We're fucking dueling. Let's go, bitch. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah, should happen more today. Yeah, that, exactly. But, dude, so Come apparently, on, guys, apparently this guy he called out Jesus. to duel was like a sharpshooter. And he was all like, dude, you don't want to duel me. I'm a sharpshooter. I do not miss. Apparently, that's like that was how it went. And Jackson was like, "Fuck you, dude. We're doing this." Like he did not care. And like on record, his game plan going into this duel was, "Okay, I'm not beating this guy to draw. So all I have to do is make sure the first shot doesn't kill me, and then I can get his ass." Which, like, what a fucking crazy game plan. The first, make sure the first. I just gotta make sure I don't get killed by the first bullet. Small task of trying to so not die by getting shot. He takes a shot to the arm, and then he he blasted his ass. <laughs> he killed him? Yeah, he killed him. <laughs> but, like, it's that's so insane. That's like, wild. That's how people used to settle shit back in the day. Could you imagine going up to a guy? Like, no. He, like, says... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine going up to a guy. <laughs> I can't. I'm, no, a, I'm hitting I a block. I see, that. I see myself crazy. going toward and just it's gone. No, yeah. Vision poof. Um, God, that's good. Um, where were we going with this? I don't know. Let's talk about some shit. Let's talk about like, Adderall. Uh, let's talk about the Adderall no, prescription. Talk about Adderall. You don't want to talk about Adderall? We've done so much talk about drugs. <laughs> uh, can I just just indulge me for a little bit? Okay, I've okay. never done. I it. had an Adderall prescription. Whoa. Um for a couple of years for ADHD. Um, I ended up deciding that that was not, should not be in my life anymore. I lost a considerable amount of weight my senior year of high school. I kind of struggled with an eating disorder Mm -hmm. and that was fueled by coffee and cigarettes and an Adderall prescription and just like not eating and being in boarding school. Um, it's speed, right? That's yeah, basically it's what essentially is. like they give it to kids and like I, <laughs> I, I know don't it's really crazy. agree with it. Like a lot of the time, as someone who like was on it for years, I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved it, but that's kind of why I don't think yeah, it was yeah, yeah, a good thing. And also, I like saw the dark side of it. Like I saw the other side of. It was fucking with my sleep. It was making me not eat. It was like, yeah. I, it's not a very good drug. I mean, don't get me wrong. It definitely helped me focus in school and stuff. But like, I have deci- I decided a long time ago that that was not. So I discontinued that. Like, I didn't have an Adderall prescription at any point in college. Um, yeah. And, you know, people sell it there like fucking candy. Like, it's so oh, it normal goes quick to, to like, kids do especially. Adderall. Like, um, just, like, buy off of some fucking... Everyone with a prescription would just sell. Super illegal. But, like, so many kids would just sell their Adderall because it was, like, easy cash. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. No, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... I don't really do drugs except for weed and I drink. That's a that's a good combo. That's mm-hmm. a 
You smoke. It's the safest. When you smoke, I try after not drinking. to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. You when you smoke a joint mm-hmm. uh, after a beer, mm-hmm. how that joint hits. It's oh, yeah. fucking crazy. Best. It's insane. Like holy. I love shit. weed and coffee too. I'm yeah. I I have a. Sometimes it'll make me anxious though. Lately, I've been doing it like obviously I drink coffee in the morning, but sometimes at night, like last night, I drank coffee at like one thirty, a.m. Yeah. I can't do with that. my joint. Yeah, I'll fall. I'll, I can't fall asleep. Oh, I pass that. the fuck out at like three. Really? Yeah, I can't do that. But sometimes, like sometimes people at Rose too. Like I mean, and I understand it's appealing to like get like an after dinner latte or something or like with dessert. Like, yeah. But if I have caffeine past fucking three p.m., I'm up till at least like one thirty, at Jeez. least like, and I don't want to be necessarily. I just toss and turn. Yeah, caffeine only really hits me in the morning when I haven't eaten anything. Mm. And then I get all fucking cracked out and jittery. Like, right now, I'm all... I used to drink coffee <laughs> like it was water. But now, in my old age of 24, um, yeah, just like in the afternoon, it's going to keep me up through the night. If I drink it at night, sometimes it but gives like me Coca-Cola nightmares. Coca-Cola is fine. Like, if I'm drinking, like... Like, I could drink a green tea or a matcha probably and be yeah. fine, but I can't drink, like, a coffee. Like, I, there's no way I could do, like, an espresso drink or something past, like... Like, I, I'll drink it. Like, I started drinking coffee at 5 last night, but that was because I was closing the restaurant. You know? I just love it. I don't know. And at night, it's comforting, but uh, on your note about it making you anxious sometimes with weed, sometimes if I drink caffeine late... Mm-hmm. I'll have nightmares. Mm. Oh God! There what do you have nightmares about? Oh, dude. When I—that's the thing, because I smoke a lot of pot, so I don't really dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> the only time I dream Same. is when I drink caffeine, uh, eat edibles, mm. or um, um, Jesus. Speaking of weed, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, or I get off pot. There we go. Uh, cause, but when I get off pot, I just have these really vivid, vivid dreams, really vivid dreams. And yeah, they're like really like, they're he- not, they're heavy. not good dreams. Um, when I'm getting off pot and I'm kind of starting to have, they can, they're just really vivid and like alive. And sometimes I feel like they're not even bad. Like I'll mm. wake up and it felt like a nightmare. They're just like overwhelming. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that was a nightmare. Cause you know, you forget so much of Do it. Do you have stress dreams? Uh, not really, not anymore. I, I used have because I have like I don't. I'm lucky in the sense I'm pretty that I don't, I don't really days. have tons of nightmares. I'll have like a sad dream every now and then. Like I had a dream. Both my grandparents passed away within the last like two two of my grandparents. Like my mom's parents both died within the last couple of years, and I had like a sad dream recently where I was just like hugging them, and like that was sad. But I don't have like scary nightmares or like mm. any. I used to like because I've dealt with some you know ptsd related stuff um and i would have some like scary nightmares but now i just have like annoying stress dreams like i worked (laughs) this is so funny this is stupid as shit uh i worked at a liquor store for nine months during the pandemic because i left the restaurant industry i didn't want to work until i was vaccinated um i was a freak about covid by the way like for a long time like i not that it you could have been too careful but like Looking back on it, I could have done a little more than I was doing. Like, I really did nothing besides go to work and go home. And that was, like, pretty much my first year in Nashville. 
Oh, um, Jesus. Like, I had a very small circle that we would see sometimes, but it was just, like, my roommate's friends because, like, I was not able to actualize friendships, like, mm. by hanging out with people and meeting yeah. people organically. Um, but fucking... Um, I was a cashier a lot of the time <laughs> at the liquor the store. Liquor. And it's this big liquor store in Bellevue called Red Spirits and Wine. And we would box up bottles of liquor, like, in boxes. So I have stress dreams about boxing up bottles of liquor. Oh, I'll have stress dreams. Like, I'm, I'll be, like, asleep, and I'll have a dream, and I'm like, okay, gotta, gotta get boxes, gotta, like, check them out. Like, I still have stress dreams about being a cashier. Still? Yeah. Oh, God. And I haven't worked there since... March. Do you have stress dreams 20, about 21? bullets falling through your roof? Oh my god! I knew. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> the time. Um, yeah. So something that Caesar is referencing um, on New Year's Eve this year, like 2021, 2022 New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> I wasn't home, <laughs> oh, sorry. but I was at I was at work. I was. <laughs> Don't tell people where we were. <laughs> Shit, should we not say that? No, you're fine. I can fix it later. I was at... Look at... Bam, it's fixed. No I was biggie. at work. Um, and... I was there till 2. Because we had, like, a, a prefixed dinner that we were doing that night. And after that, um, I had to leave to... I was booking shows for a couple of months at this place called Belshire Pizza. And we were evicted out of the building that we were in. So basically I had to clear out the whole restaurant with the owner for January 1st because they needed to be 100% out. So I wasn't home and I was at work till two and then I was at the pizza place till five loading shit out of the building. And I arrived home and there was a hole above my Bro, what bed. what the fuck? And I was, like, super tired at that point. Photos I, were posted, been... too. This is true. Photos yeah, were shared. Yeah, I have photos. Um, Ryan's not a liar. They're, uh, uh, people in the East Nashville Facebook page are fucking calling me a liar. They're literally saying I made it, I'm making it up. I'm like, bro, what do I have to gain about that? Um, it's a common event, too. On, no, it on happened to other people this year. Like, I saw other posts. Like, it shattered someone's... Um, and you can hear the guns going off, too. It shattered someone's <laughs> sunroof. Um, but basically I arrived home, there was a hole above my bed. I was like, what the hell? But I'm, I'm super exhausted. I'm just going to go to bed. I'll deal with it in the morning. Maybe it's an old house. Like some shit happened. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe there was an animal involved. Like maybe there's a fucking squirrel on the wall or some shit and just went to bed, woke up the next day was like, Just, like, I, don't, I think I went to go get food or something. I ended up back in, like, I was downstairs with my roommates, like, hanging out, um, watching TV or whatever, talking about the year to come. And I go upstairs, and I look in my bed, and what I hadn't seen that I had, like, slept with all night was there was a bullet <laughs> in my bed. Um, <laughs> I just and that explains story, the man. hole in the wall but it took me like a while to realize that so basically 
a common occurrence, especially in Nashville, and don't do this because it's fucking so stupid and it really could kill people, somebody. No, yeah, I forget. There's, There's like been a, a number case. Of there was a, a child who died on the 4th of July. I don't know if it was in Nashville, but my roommate was looking this up just trying to find similar situations. But people shoot into the air on when it becomes the new year at, at midnight and bullets go somewhere what goes up must come (laughs) down so it where it hit my house but okay so like what's crazy is they don't what's crazy directly straight down too it's like they end up like what's crazy is that okay so like east nashville is like it feels like a small town but like also it is a large area so there's lots of areas in East Nashville that are not my house, okay? Okay. And then there's lots of areas of my house that are not right above where I sleep. So that's what was kind of jarring about the whole thing, like, to, to be like, whoa, that's actually, like, where I was. Like, it was on yeah. my side of the bed. Even if there was someone else in the bed with me, I sleep on that side of the bed because I, that's where my nightstand is. What side <laughs> of the bed do you sleep on? The, like, left side. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. The left yeah. side's the shit. Why so I not try the right? to sleep in Why the not middle? The right? Oh, because your nightstand. Because my nightstand. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I leave my okay, my okay. water bottle yeah. in there. And the other side's the wall. I don't want to like roll. I don't want to be near the wall. wall. Yeah. That's okay. for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do try to sleep in the middle of the bed a lot of the time. I try because I have like a nice mattress, so I, I try to make use of it. Because I'm like, uh, if I'm not, you know, sleeping with someone, um, <laughs> might as well take up. A large portion of the bed because I feel mm-hmm. like the middle is the comfiest. Yeah, that's the thing. Like as a single male, I don't feel like I take full advantage of, of your mattress of my mattress. Yeah, <laughs> like I sleep in it like a man who's yeah. alone, who's <laughs> 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 or like half empty <laughs> shit. Like why don't you lay sprawled out that's like funny. a casualty of war yeah. on that bitch? You know, I like to do a little like. Um, like <laughs> fucking diagonal sometimes too oh look at you yeah do you know what i do sometimes it's weird i don't know if you ever do this but when i can't sleep i um like if i'm having a bitch of a time Mm -hmm. usually if it's like day two without pot or something Mm -hmm. i flip like i I reverse how i'm sleeping like i sleep oh really where my feet i don't do that yeah it helps it's a a little hat interesting yeah i don't do that because there's nothing i don't want to sleep i like i sleep with my head to the wall so i don't want to sleep the other way because then there's like nothing there Mm. not that i'm gonna like tilt back or some shit but i don't know it just feels weird yeah yeah it also just puts me right near the window in my situation at least in my room so now that you're out there uh mingling (laughs) and you're not petrified anymore oh yeah um (laughs) covid yeah How's uh, tell us about how's the booking situation? Ryan book shows you guys. Yeah, I do book shows. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's just kind of a thing I fell into. Like it wasn't anything I was really trying to pursue. Um, but I mean, so like my background isn't even really in music. Like I don't. I consider myself a songwriter, and a, I I do have a band. Um, but I don't really consider myself a musician. I mean, I can play guitar. What's the name of the band? It's called Ryan? Alpaca Lip. Um, Alpaca. <laughs> yeah, Lip. It's at so Alpaca Lip Band on um, nice. 
on Instagram, and um, we are actually recording today. Um, Fuck yeah. But we're going to have an EP out probably in February or March. It's called EP Phone Home. Um, Beautiful. It'll be on Spotify and Apple Music and Bandcamp and all that jazz. But anyway, um, I don't consider myself like a musician really, but... And my background is way more in theater and film and, like, writing and acting. Um, But I was always, like, music adjacent. And, like, I always sang and I, like, wrote songs and stuff. And I was always friends with a lot of musicians in New York. But when I moved here, I kind of, like, my friends inherently were the music scene here. Like, we're all involved. Um, So I kind of, when things opened up again... You know, I didn't throw myself immediately into doing theater. I threw myself into the music scene and going to shows. Mm. And, like, I started making music with my friends. Um, And we ran this, like, DIY venue. My roommate, Jess, um, who's in a great band called Bats, um, they're also releasing an album uh, next month, I believe, um, on Citrus City, uh, her uh, record label, her small label. she ran a DIY venue called Foxwood with a couple of other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it won best DIY venue in the scene last year in the Nashville scene. So I was kind of like, I wasn't running anything, but I was one of the people that helped with concessions and helped like get people to give donations and like set things up. I was just like one of the, in the group of friends who was running shit. Um, So I just saw a lot from that and, you know, that kind of ended and like fizzled out and that's not a thing anymore in the iteration that it was, but it was really special. And like my band played there um, and it was just like beautiful, like outdoor space out in Kingston Springs at, um, in somebody's backyard. And there was like a stage built and like the sound equipment was really good and it was just kind of awesome and like outside and magical, but that ended and it kind of like left a little bit of a void Cause after, you know, the year of the pandemic, like the pandemic really hit me hard. Like as I felt like I lost a community because I did, because I, I was always actively producing theater and like putting up my plays that I wrote in college. Um, and then with Foxwood, like it kind of took the place of that. And there was like this built in music community and then it ended. So we went to, um, my roommates and I, we went to this punk show one night, this random punk show to see a band called Engine Nine. They're awesome. They're on my friend's label to go records um, at this pizza place on Dickerson Pike called Bellshire Pizza. Um, and it was like, it just felt like I don't, I'd never experienced old Nashville because I didn't live here yet. Um, but it felt like it was like crusty a little bit, like mm-hmm. kind of dingy, like divey, like cheap beer, pizza mm-hmm. and like a stage. But the room was perfect and they let you like mosh in there. There was like all these kids like moshing and it's also like an all ages venue. And I mm. think that's really important. Um, and they did beer, but not liquor. And there was food and there was pool tables. Um, and my roommate and I and her boyfriend, my friend Jacob Kornfloss, were like, oh, we should, like, book a show there, like, Alpaclip should play there, like, yada, yada, yada. Like, Jess was like, oh, I think my band would want to play there. So I called a couple weeks later and was like, hey, like, who books the shows here? Like, can I help 
book a show and he was like it's me but like we're closing down and like we're being evicted and yada 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 and i was like oh shit i mean like can i still throw a show then and like i'll make it like a benefit show and like all the proceeds can go to you guys to like help with whatever long story short like that show was really successful i had just ended up doing them like all the time i did like 12 or something wow and um, like from september to december wow. um it ended up being like a once a week thing um but yeah i would throw these shows and i got really involved with bellshire pizza and like currently still involved with the business on like going forward we have a food truck we're currently operating out of smyrna um but i was just looking to book a show for like my band and then I was just trying to help a small business. And then I realized I really like booking shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I had the knowledge and like social pull to do it. Um, so I'm going to be booking shows at a couple of other bars in Nashville in the coming months. Um, I can't say where yet, but they're both East Nashville staples. Ryan's um, a tease. <laughs> but yeah, East Nashville staples. That's but a good one. the Belshire thing. Um, yeah, I mean, we we would have, like, I try to do very, like, diverse shows. Like, I would do everything from, like, I would have a country band and then a punk band. Or I would have, like, a singer-songwriter and then something kind of poppy. Um, mm-hmm. And we also had a great drag queen twice perform there. Um, but, yeah, it was all ages. I charged 10 bucks a show. I usually had four or five bands um, or singer-songwriters. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, a great place that I'm trying to help revive, but we're not sure of its future right now. Mm. Yeah, I know you've been talking about moving out of that place for a minute. So they're moved out now. You said there's a food truck in Smyrna? There's a food truck. It's going to be – I mean, so Lenny, the owner, lives in Murfreesboro. Um, So the food truck is with him, I believe, but he's operating business at another place outside of Smyrna. I mean – in Smyrna, um, but he's like operating in a building there. It's like it's not a lease signed, I don't think, but he is operating business there right now. Um, and he has a food truck, and the food truck's gonna be. I'm going to try to coordinate it to be outside of shows, like in Nashville, specifically in East Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a spot in Madison where we're probably gonna do business. Um, so it'll be around, but you know what? I was really. Not that I'm not passionate about the food or or food in general, because I am, but I was more passionate about the music side of Belshire. So what I'm interested in is having a physical space. Do you think you'll get back into playwriting? Because yeah. do you still do any acting? I do. I still I still write plays. Um, I'm planning to produce, if things go well, um, a workshop of a play I wrote in Nashville and in New York this year. Beautiful. Yeah. I kind of took a little bit of a backseat on playwriting. Yeah. Um, and more doing theater actively. Um, I wrote a couple of pilots. Um, I have like an animated pilot I wrote with my friend Jacob Kornfloss as well um, that we need to do something with. And we've been sitting on it for like a year, but we have a full pilot and like a idea for an animated series mapped out. But I did one Zoom play, and as good as it was, like I, it's on YouTube. People can watch it. Um, it's called the the biggest fucking lie I ever told. It was produced by this project called the At Home Artist Project. Um, 
and they were basically like their whole deal was like oh it's we're gonna try to like produce theater during covid and they did the best they could with it but still it was depressing for me because i'm used to being in the room with actors and like a director and physically watching things happen and zoom is just not the same like it's not the same experience so I took a little bit of a backseat on actively writing plays, but I kept myself in classes mm-hmm. just without the expectation of putting it up because it wasn't possible for a while. And now that it, and then I, you know, things opened up. And like I said, I, I went with the music scene instead of the theater scene to like get involved with immediately after getting vaccinated. But now that it's a possibility again, and especially because Nashville doesn't really have it has a little bit of a theater scene, but not, you know, what I was doing in New York. Definitely um, not, yeah. I'm definitely interested in doing that here. Um, Is there anything going on down in Atlanta? In Atlanta? There's a lot of film work. A lot of film. Yeah. yeah that's what I've been hearing. I that still haven't music. been to Music's Atlanta. been hot there There's a lot minute. of music there, yeah. But I have a, fr- a very talented friend... Tamara Rubin, who is a stand-up comic in Atlanta right now, and she moved from New York. Like I moved from New York to Nashville, she moved from New York to Atlanta to when COVID happened. Um, mm. And she's killing it out there with stand-up now. But there's so much film work in Atlanta. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's another place I want to get down to. I've never been. I have a lot of friends there. Oh. Um, some friends from here who live there now too. What are you gonna be doing when you go to New York? Um, I'm going to see my family because I wasn't able to go home for Christmas because I had COVID. Um, and see a couple of friends, some important people in life, and maybe go to a couple of restaurants. Caitlin from work is also going to be there, so I'll probably hang out with her for a little too. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, just like no set plans really, just seeing a couple people. Nice. You're going to be in Manhattan, right? Uh, probably stay in Brooklyn. Stay in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then I'll go see my parents on Long Island, too, and my grandparents and stuff. Beautiful. Yeah, you're going to have a good time, man. I need to make my way out there because, yeah, it's only a two-hour flight. I could literally... Come with me one day. If I wanted to, I could literally just go... find a place for you to crash for free, probably. How long are you going? I'm going for, like, three days this time. I'm going... I come back Friday. I leave Tuesday. I come back Friday. I would do an overnight trip. I'm not joking. And I'm going in February and... March too. Yeah. I'm trying to go to LA though in March or April. LA's crazy right now. I have but yeah. not been to LA ever. You should it's go. really surprising. Um, it's crazy right now. I have a cousin who lives out there. He's trying to move to Atlanta. A lot of my friends from New York are moving to LA. Like, a lot of people have moved to LA. There's like enough people out there that I like feel like I could hit up like a good yeah. to chill. Yeah. Yeah. You should check out. Uh, I mean, I haven't been since I left California, but. Venice. I always really liked Venice. Uh, you should check out San Pedro. San Pedro? Yeah, it's like an hour south, kind of, like southwest up against the water. But I don't know. It's nice. It's a mm. little simpler. Like, it's away from the noise, but it's a nice mm. little area. It's got character. <laughs> yeah, I want to – I don't think I'll live there, but I feel like it's a place I want to know if I could live there. Mm. You know? Yeah. I feel the same way about New York. I feel pretty settled here in Nashville. I love it here. It's just like, you know, my life goals keep changing a little bit. Yeah. But if I ever want to like write for television, which is a thing that I really wanted to do, 
a lot of it you have to live in Los Angeles or at least go there like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my feeling on it is that I will like LA in like kind of a novelty way, but not as much as I like New York and not as much as I like Nashville. And I think also not as much as I like like Chicago. Dude, Chicago. I love Chicago. Yeah, it's too fucking cold. I can't yeah, live yeah, there. Yeah. I was kind of like at one point like hanging out with a girl who like early college like went to Northwestern and I went to like visit her and another friend of mine um, in January. Dog and time. that trip settled that like I could not live in Chicago because of how fucking cold it gets. It's like there. hard to get your mail, dude. Dude, I went out. So we were at this party at Northwestern University in Evanston. So technically not Chicago, but like Chicago, like 30 minutes outside of Chicago. Um, and I was, I went out for a cigarette. <laughs> it was January. And at the time I was smoking American spirits and they burn fucking forever. Um, <laughs> But I went with a cup of water in my hand from this party, and I was smoking the cigarette. And by the time I was done with the cigarette, the water had frozen. Oh, (laughs) no. And I was like, get me the fuck out of here. How the fuck were you even standing outside? I don't know. Oh, my God. You couldn't pay me to do that. You must have really wanted a fucking cigarette. I don't even smoke cigarettes, but, like, yeah, Mm. I was like, Jesus, that's dedication. It's, like, below Um, 40 outside I'm staying in. Yeah, it was, like, 10 degrees or some shit. (sighs) It was like maybe 15. It's not even as bad as it gets either. It gets down below zero, which is insane. <laughs> Could you imagine being I can't even deal cold? with how cold it is in Nashville. Like people see me here, like be a little bitch about the weather. And they're like, are you from New York? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like, I don't like it's, being uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like just cold enough here in Nashville. I think, I think if it was, like, I also live in the top floor of my house. So I don't have central air um, in my room. No. Um, so like, in the summer, it will get really cold, like really hot. Yeah, because heat, because the, yeah, the heat rises. The, it's just not like I have a window unit, but that's like the heating. So I just bought a space heater, which I'm a little nervous and still haven't set up. Sounds like I'm gonna have to though because it's gonna snow tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got stuffed uh, up on food <laughs> and uh, oh, fuck, I me- do that. and medicine. <coughs> yeah, you don't want to be a. Uh, you don't want to run out of medicine or food. I'm supposed to, well, I might have to work tomorrow now, too. <laughs> Dude, you fucking live there. I might have to, I know. <laughs> I fucking um, I, Jesus. Because Nicole is unsure she's going to be able to get in now because of the snow, and I live closer. But I also don't want to get stuck there as much as I love that unnamed place that we work. Place, uh, place I don't want to be stuck name. there all day during a snow day and not be able to get back to my humble abode. Yeah, yeah. We, well, Sanserio? <laughs> Sansevero? Sansevero. <laughs> Sansevero. Ryan Sansevero, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram um, at Ryan fucking Sans. It's um, so good. I kind of don't really do Twitter anymore. Yeah, Instagram's the best place. You should not do Twitter. Twitter, really do Twitter, Twitter is such an awful place. fucking place, dude. It is so Everyone terrible. has so many opinions, and most of them are bad. Dude, and people <laughs> are just so fired up. It's a bunch of, like, it's weird, too. You feel like, are these real people even at this point? I hate Gen Z. Uh, you, <laughs> dude, yeah, Twitter's awful. I was on it for, like, six months, and I swear I became a worse person. 
Um, yeah, dude, it's it's. <laughs> I agree. I just. It's, I mean, the what sucks about it is that I think I'm really good at tweeting. Like I, <laughs> you're good at Instagramming, I mean, man. I know. You I should know. just Thank keep you. Instagramming it um, up. You're good at it. But yeah, no, I think Twitter's a dark place. Oh um, God. But yeah, at uh, Ryan fucking Sands on Instagram, um, and at Alpaca Lip Band on Instagram, and our EP's coming out really soon. We're about to drop two singles before that, though. So yeah, we're gonna have two singles um, in the next month. Fuck yeah. 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 So go follow Ryan. Support him and his endeavors. Uh, if you see him on the street, oh, say oh, hi. And give him some at, Adderall. Um, don't give me Adderall. At <laughs> booking at Belshire for Belshire Pizza um, updates. Is there anything you want to say to the people before we, people. we depart? Um, it's okay. You can take your time. I don't know. Can we talk about my band a little bit? Yeah. Talk about yeah, just, just how much time do we have? We got. You gotta go in a minute, right? We're good. When do you want to get out? Out. Uh, like like eight. Oh, I'm trying to bounce from here, like two forty-five. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we have yeah, like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Set, Let's like go. Eight minutes. Perfect. Um. Yeah. Um. It's called Alpaclip. We're like a pop punk band. Um. Kind of pop punk, pop punk ish. Um, my roommate calls it joke punk um, because our lyrics are kind of humorous. Um, we have lots of, like, I think um, <laughs> there's just like lots of jokes and, and stupid shit mm. going on in the lyrics a lot of the time. And she calls it joke punk. I had a problem with it for a while because. I was like, that is not a genre, and you were making that up. I was like, fetch is not a thing. Gret- Stop trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to happen. Um, but I've kind of I've settled with it a little bit, and I've kind of – it's growing on me. Um, do, do you guys have anything out? Not yet. Not no. yet. This, this single – we have a single coming out. It's called Yard. Um, nice. And that's going to be the first release. But we played shows around town mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, we had to cancel our last two, which sucked. We were supposed to play Dark Matter and The Cobra. Um, I had to cancel both of those because of COVID. Um, but yeah, no, we're like, um, it's like pop punky, like joke stuff, grungy. There's like a little bit of a, there's a sincereness to it too, but it's like a lot of ironic lyrics and stuff. Um, I would say like our three biggest influences in a band are like early Green Day, Nirvana, mm-hmm. and Tenacious D. But we're just as influenced by things such as Borat and Borat Two and uh, The Sopranos. <laughs> I see where you're going. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like you know, we're very like my goal with this project, and like I don't take it extremely seriously but we do it because it's fun and everyone else is in other music projects too in the group um but my goal with it is to make music that i would want to listen to when i was 13 and 14 um so like kind of like my roots which is like you know it was green day and some 41 and afro levine and we do a hillary duff cover 
Really? Uh, live, yeah. We cover Come Clean by Hilary Duff, but it's kind of like a screamo version. Um, Got it. sounds very grungy, like lots of distortion That's and so stuff. That's good. Um, we're going to cover that song, Lips of an Angel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude. That's like actually a pop punk who, version of that. Who sings that song? Um, uh, Hinder, I think. That is Hinder. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. And we're gonna cover like, I'm not gonna say that one actually. That's a surprise. But we've covered, you know, we've covered surprise. like the Velvet Underground, and we've covered. We're gonna do "I'm Just a Kid" by Simple Plan, and but yeah, my goal is to kind of make the music that like. I want. I thought was really cool when I was that age. Like before, I was ever into indie music. Yeah, I was into Paramore and Green Day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh Um, And Nirvana. Um, But yeah, no, we have a lot of fun with it. Um, Any shows coming up? Not as of right now, but just recording. Yeah, just recording right now. We wanna. I want to do a show again when it's safe because we had to cancel the last two. Like we haven't played since like early December. Um, but at the same time, I really want to have music out. Yeah. Because as much as I love playing shows, yeah. like I I want to do some work. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. like I have really cool. Let me show you. I mean, no one on the podcast will see this, but um, I have like the album, uh, the cover art for one of the singles that is done so like that's for the first single that's yard oh that's wonderful um you drew that no my roommate drew that actually my roommate jess um but yeah no it's i mean our first song is like it's about moving (laughs) from new york to nashville um and it's called yard and it's about like there's a line my college bar was called TJ's. It was an mm. Irish pub. Um, <laughs> still is an Irish pub, but there's a line that's I I can't build a TJ's in my yard, and it's a lot about like New York and moving here, and a bit about a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's fun. It's like a fun melody. Um, it's probably like our most. If we were gonna have a radio hit. Or like a radio friendly song, this one would be it. And when does it come out? There's no like set date on it yet. As soon as we can. <laughs> We're finishing guitar recording on it today. Fuck yeah. And we still have to record vocals, but February. 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 Hell yeah, man. And then I have to just like it's gonna be mixed by my lead guitarist and um then I just have to send it to someone to get mastered and then we're going to release it. Hell yeah, yeah, man. And we have another one called Car coming right after that. Yard and Car. It's a pair. I'm we're stoked really for you. good at song titles. <laughs> I'm stoked for you, man. Thanks. I can't wait till it's out. Thank you. Ryan fucking Sands. Caesar, it's been a pleasure. You're the man. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh for doing this. Oh, um, what do you think of that latte? Oh, it was great. Blackberry, blackberry yeah, latte. Yeah, it's called the the Black Bear at Ugly Mugs. Go, go get it. It's fucking delicious. Get it with oat milk. It's the superior milk. Shout out to Ugly Mugs. It's not real milk. That's I don't agree with I that work. statement. I don't work at Ugly Mugs. But <laughs> he doesn't work. Um, okay, guys. Uh, we love you, besties. Bye, hug, besties. hug. Kiss, kiss. kiss love, kiss. love. Bye-bye.